Welcome to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Caravans, campervans, motorhomes and more. It's the place to get hints, tips and impartial advice from the expert himself, Matt Sims. Brought to you by ThatLeisureShop.com. Join us on the journey with Motorhome Matt. Welcome to the Motorhome Matt podcast. I'm Keith Gooden. And I'm Motorhome Matt. I ask the silly questions and Matt, well, he's the expert. (laughs) You love asking the silly questions. Some of your questions are really silly. Ah, well, there you go. That's what I'm here to do. It's good to know that I'm fulfilling the job brief. (laughs) They could have got somebody more intelligent, but hey. And cheaper. Yes. The motorhome and camper van show season finale is this weekend. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just getting excited. It's at Lincoln, 22nd to the 24th of September 2023, just in case you're listening to this a couple of years in. How do people get their tickets then, Matt? Really easily. You can go out to outandaboutlive.co.uk forward slash shows. And if you want a discount on your ticket, you can still get one. Enter the code MOTORHOMEMAT and save a few pounds on the ticket price. It's going to be a good weekend. Fantastic. Fantastic. The Motorhome Map Podcast is brought to you with ThatLeisureShop.com and every week, uh, whenever we can, we have a product of the week. Matt's choice of his favourite product. What are you choosing this week in our Adria week? There's a clue there. <laughs> Do you know what? These are one of our best-selling products. This is an Adria cupboard catch. They're brown, they're plastic, and they snap. People shut the cupboard doors with the catch out and break them all the time. We sell hundreds of these and we sell a metal version as well. There's a Facebook group on Adria for Adria twin owners. Uh, the Adria twin camper van owners it's a twin thing and we are the only place in europe in the world in fact that you can buy these stickers uh they're i think a fiver uh and we sell thousands of them so if you've got an adria twin and you're in the facebook group then you need to make sure you've got one of these stickers uh, it's a real sense of belonging within adria twin owners i find as one myself i can vouch for it so we've got one of these on our van you can buy them from the back Buy one for the windscreen as well they stick on the outside really easy you can get one at thatlittershop.com and do you have an adria salute <laughs> it's just a polite wave. Sometimes the approaching driver has all their fingers up. <laughs> and we also sell loads of Adria spare parts. So if you reversed your motorhome or caravan into a fence post and break that rear light, some of them are very, very hard to find. They are unique to Adria and we sell them in the shop. So lots of products that you can't really find anywhere else if you're an Adria owner. So go and check it out. It is an Adria special of the Motorhome Map podcast uh, uh, this week. You've got a bit of a history with Adria, haven't you, Matt? Can you just talk around it? I used to own an Adria dealership. So many years ago, gosh, I think it must have been 2007, 2008, I first went to Caravan Salon to pitch the team at Adria. They were a bit unsuspecting, I think, for us to become an Adria main dealer in our brand new motorhome dealership that we were launching. It was a really exciting week. Uh, and the salesman at the time there, the account manager there was a guy called Neil. Boy, did he put us through our paces. He absolutely grilled us. I remember walking away thinking, blimey, I've pitched shakes in the Middle East. <laughs> Royal families all over the planet uh, in my event business. And this guy, he really did put us through our paces. But undeterred, we went back uh, and we modified the pitch. A bigger conversation and boom, we got the dealership. And we, were, we became an Adria main dealer, uh, which was really exciting and a great platform for us to launch from. We pitched several other manufacturers as well in Europe with some success too. So it was a brilliant place for us to start. As a result, we really got to know the Adria product and I became very passionate about Adria's ethos and their their love for innovation and design. Uh, and so I have a quite a deep understanding of the product over a long period of time. Now an Adria twin owner. And of course, our own motorhome holiday company business, the hire business, has hired lots of Adria products throughout its life, including Sun Living, which is a, a range of Adria motorhomes. 
Uh, and so we've got a really deep understanding of the product. Uh, and your guest uh, this week on the Motorhome Map podcast is a friend of Barney Rubble, I think, Mash Vanstone. <laughs> yes, that really is his name. Mash Vanstone. He's the National Account Manager at Adria Concessionaires Limited. He hmm, is, that's a name and a half, isn't it? It's a great name. Mash is lovely. So he's responsible for the southern half of the country and looks af- after all the Adria dealers uh, and supporting them in, in looking after Adria owners and the customers. Uh, and, and I love his name, and I know the story of where his name came about, and it's hilarious, so I asked him to tell us about it. It was my parents had an argument. Uh, they wouldn't call me by the names they both picked. So uh, after an argument, I ended up with Mash. <laughs> Why Mash? I'm not really sure. It was the 70s. They were a little bit hippie. And uh, I was born in, a, uh, in an army hospital. So right, okay. After the film. Not the advert. So the tea, no, nor the, the food? no. So the TV series? I think so, yeah. Have you got stars in your name as well then? No, no. No, and I'm not that funny. We're here on the Adria stand in Dusseldorf. Yes. Uh, what's been the highlight of the show for you, would you say? There's not a lot new from other manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got um, some concept vehicles. We've got some new stuff for this year. So I think we're still pushing forward, uh, which is really important. Yeah, and some of these vehicles will be at the NEC show in the UK in October. Yeah, we're going to do um, an exclusive uh, uh, offer for the NEC on, on certain products. So um, get yourself down there, have a look at it. It's the only place you're going to be able to see it and uh, the only place you're going to be able to buy it. So. Well, that's the important bit, isn't it? So Keely, and we're going to take a look in a moment, we've got the new Adria Twin for 2025. Yeah. It's being showcased here. Will that be in the UK in October? No, it won't be. Right. This is just a concept. So these are the, some of the ideas that designers have come up with. And it's a chance for the public to have a look and say, this bit doesn't work right, I don't like that, why don't we do this? And we take that on board, and that's how the twin was was born originally, coming with feedback. So this is just an opportunity for the European public to have a little look. So why aren't you bringing them to the UK? Doesn't our view matter? Because here we get a a multinational view on it. So we're in 30 markets around the world. We can't really take the view of one market, so we'll take an overview of the people here. And there are some... uh, UK residents here at the show. We've we've seen a lot more this year than than in previous years, which mm-hmm. is really good. So their views are going to come in as well. So hopefully it's it's a more balanced view of the whole product. One of the most exciting things I can see on the stand is the new twin on the MAN chassis. Slightly longer, but yeah, really nice base vehicle to use. Really great to drive. The MAN is exactly the same as the VW Crafter. They come out of the same factory, so there's no difference there. But it, it looks like a stunning vehicle. Yeah. Um, and the opportunity to, to put our insides in it makes a, a, a fancy, really nice motorhome. This is exciting. I'm an Adria twin owner myself, as many of our listeners know. This is the Twin Max. Yeah. It can be ordered at the NEC. It will be on show in October as well, but there's very limited numbers. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So the idea is, because we don't have enough, really, to supply our dealer network, that we'll do an exclusive offer at the show. Right, okay. So they are ordered, so it's not the delay that you're experiencing with ordering a new vehicle. So they are coming through uh, early part of next year, um, and it is the first opportunity for the UK to see it and yep. to be able to uh, purchase it. That's pretty unusual, isn't it? First drop in the UK and you can order it at the show and get one six months later? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the way it should be. Well, it's like, it's like the old days. Yeah, the good old days. <laughs> yeah, pre-COVID. Pre, no, we don't say that word. No, I don't, the C word. Sorry, we said it. Well, anyway, so these are coming to the UK. Yeah. 
as Mash says, the only place you can order this will be at the NEC. You can't go to a dealer and get one. Let's take a look around. It is slightly longer than the, uh, the normal twin. So this is a 680. And that gives us a little bit of extra space internally uh, to use for this new furniture design that we have here. So it's 6.8 metres long, is it? Yeah, it is indeed. Okay, that's the longest twin ever, isn't it? It is, it is. That's the size of, of the vehicles yeah. that are produced by man. They are slightly larger, which is why they're, they're doing really well in the UK for the plumbers and the, and the commercial market. Yeah, and of course they've been around a long time. But interestingly, they're taller but narrower, aren't they, than the Fiat Ducato? They are slightly narrower and they, they edge in at the top. So whereas the Ducato is very straight, these do kind of edge in at the top, which gives us a slight problem when you get a smaller van. With a smaller van, to get the bed for the size that we need, yeah. you can't get it into that. So for a transverse bed, the Trans- SP layout? Yeah, so the 600 yeah. SP, yeah. which we will be doing on the, uh, on the Max in the future, will have extended sides. Okay. Uh, that has been designed by Adria, but we're not sure how that's going to look yet. So it stick out box sections at the back? Possibly, it could be a pull-out like section, pods. or it could be pods. Right, interesting. And when's that coming? In the near future. <laughs> I love your commitment. Well, you know, it's designed, it's, they've, they've signed it all off, so it is a case of when we can get the chassis from MAN, uh, and then we can start uh, the production runs. So this is the 680SLB, so two single beds, the tr- fairly traditional layout, very contemporary inside, I have to say, I love the grey. Colour options inside? So, yeah, there will be... Um, options on the upholstery for the ones that we're having at the NEC we're limiting it to just the vast that you see here today the, the grey so the so the black leather black leather sorry. black leather with okay. the blue trim um, so that will be the only ones that we'll have at the NEC once we go into full production probably in the year after then we will have options on leather and uh, a material option so the base price here is 78,700 euros what will it be in the UK do we know? No, we don't know yet. Okay. So we've still got to work out finances on delivery and all the rest of it. So that Hope will be available. Sub 80k? Possibly. <laughs> you just have to wait till October. Yeah. We will be. And we've also got on the stand here in white. The external paint here is, is white on the SGX. Is that an option too in the UK? Uh, it will be in the future. Right. But for the ones at the NEC, we are going with a grey colour and a silver colour only. There's a choose of two colours yep. and the two layouts, the SGX and the SLB. Right. Upholstery's all in the vast, so there's no option there, and, and that's how we've managed to get them early. So as Mash says, the sides go in at the top on the MAN van, and Adri have come up with a really innovative solution to raise the rear bed and get it right up into the ceiling. The bed is a full-width bed, transverse bed, and it's a very big bed as well, I have to say. Adria love a big rear bed when they can do it. The sides of the bed fold over, uh, and then you raise the bed with a push of a button, and then the sides of the bed, the extension pieces, fold in, making a very, very narrow bed, which means it can rise up in between the cupboards at the top of the van. Very clever. Mash, is this just something else to go wrong? No, not at all. This has been uh, tried and tested for a couple of years. Uh, it's not caused us any issues. And it's just a way of making sure that the, the whole bed goes up, leaving you more space in the garage. And you're also developing, Slavica was telling me earlier, a cushion to go over the wood in here to stop it getting damaged by bikes and so on. Yeah, it's a, it's a roll that uh, attaches to the top here and then just goes over. So it's quite a thick material, but it also has um, openings in so you can still use the side attachments. Right. So you've still got access to it, 
but it, like you say, it will just protect this uh, lovely wood finish for when you've got your bikes or any of your other equipment inside. And this is a massive garage, isn't it? You can get a motorbike in here easily. I think so, yeah. That's the advantage of having that uh, 6.8 base. It gives you a, a lot more space. And you've got your tie-down points on the floor and on the side, so you can really secure things in there nicely. Yeah, It's certainly a very different feel to any Adria Twin I've ever seen. I love it. I think it's really clever. We'll look forward to seeing them at the UK. Okay. Let's go and have a look at the SLB. Let's do it. The primary difference, correct me if I'm wrong, Mash, but between the SGX and the SLB is the SLB has what Adria called two single beds. It is kind of a massive double, but the point is the double is split in the middle and the beds will fold up completely, again, giving you a massive garage. But this bed doesn't go up and down, they fold up. So, so on, on the original twin, the bed at the back was split into two, uh, two-thirds and a third, wasn't it? Yeah, but with this being slightly narrower, it means that the, the two beds, when they're upright, will go underneath the cupboards at the top. Yeah. So therefore, if you get rid of the cushions, you can actually put them virtually flat against the wall and creating a massive space. And where would you put the cushions, though? Well, you could put them along the side here. And again, room for a motorbike. Uh, scooters. Yeah. Are the living areas pretty much the same? So you've got a rounder end to the furniture. The first thing I really note, can I just comment, yeah. is this overhead cupboard is recessed yeah. and has a curved edge. You're not going to hit your head on that. It's a really elegant finish to it as well. It is lovely, yeah. And you've got uh, your spice rack, which is pulled down, so it's, it's not taking up any other space from your cupboard. So you've still got a full-size cupboard above, yeah. but you've got extra storage in there. Two-ring hob, sink... So combined to. unit. Yeah, again, it's a can sink. We're seeing more and more of this make of, yeah. of sink and hob. Ours will come with the oven and grill. I was going to so say, is it going to have an oven and grill? Yes, so it's going to have full kitchen, full. fridge, freezer, yeah. compressor, fridge, or yeah. absorption? Compressor. Right. There is an option to get the larger one as well. Is there a solar on the roof? Well, not as standard. Right. But it's all pre-packed, so it's plug and play with that and the air conditioning. Aircon as an option? As an option, yeah. Right, okay. okay. But you could retrofit that as well. You could do, yeah. yeah. Uh, inside, fairly similar layout to the original twin. More storage under the under the table. Yeah. These also, because it doesn't form a third bed anymore, so it's a two-berth van, uh, these are more automotive. So they're a lot more comfortable uh, because they only have to do one job, and that's to sit Seat. there. Not sleep on. They are Not very sleep. comfy-looking seats. Yeah. And that's unique to this, this model. Yeah, absolutely. Right. They are very smart, I have to say. That's one big criticism of our twin is the seats are not comfy. Well, they're multifunctional, and you you, yeah. you know you have to compromise a little bit for the safety and then for for the sleeping um, ability. In the in the bathroom, another change again. We've gone with the curved lockers. Yeah. Uh, the swing sink that we brought in a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, now Love gone that. with a black finish. That will be a black tap as well. Is it, is it an enamel sink or what is it made of? <laughs> I'm not sure. And again, big shower. Big shower because yeah. it's that little bit longer. Um, but the same functionality that we've seen in the twin. For those listening, the, the, the sink wall folds out, uh, revealing the shower behind it as a feature we see on lots of motones. But this is done exceptionally well in the twin, I have to say. It's a really big shower space. Room, even me, I can turn around in there. Easy. That's good to know. Yeah, good to know. It's good very. I like the roller door as well. This is a nice colour. Nice finish. So we just stood here looking at the cab, the driving cockpit. It's very smart, isn't it? It's 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 very dare I say VW. I mean, it is a VW underneath, isn't it? Really? Absolutely, it is a as a VW. It's very automotive, uh, and it's a really comfortable drive. Now, presumably at the NEC, the models on display will be left or right-hand drive. 
Uh, at the moment, we will be using uh, Continental Vehicles yeah, as a okay. demonstrator. We're hoping the, the first production is due for us to get one. It should be in time. But at the moment, okay. we're planning both ways. And interestingly, the allocation you've been given, they're all automatic. Yeah, all automatic engines. We, we pre-planned what we were going to sell. So they have to be ordered six months prior to where they are now. So to get them so that we can get them out to the customers and in, uh, in a good lead time, we've pre-ordered them. Right, so okay. that's why we've got the option of, of just vast in the upholstery. But they're all automatics. Uh, and they're in two colours. Yeah. Now I've driven the MAN chassis and it is stunning to drive, I have to say. Uh, this is going to be no different. If you want one, you need to get to the NEC early in the week. We're not allowed to say how many you've got. <laughs> no, it's limited. Uh, we keep asking the factory for more. So Can, can we say two or three digits? Oh, it's definitely not in the hundreds. It's right. definitely not in the hundreds. There's, there is a limited number. When we did this, we did this last year with the Mercedes-Benz on the Corolla Matrix. We did 50 units. So we haven't got that many of these uh, at the moment, but we're hoping to ask the factory to get us to that number. So it's less than 50? Less than 50, more than are. 10. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it first. First. They're going to sell out, surely. God, I should be a politician. <laughs> I've, I've skipped that one quite well. Well, you are sort of answering the question. Yeah. So they, they are going to sell out, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, the, the feedback we've had so far when people have seen them, we've had it promoted on social media already and on yeah. our website, and people are trying to order them. And unfortunately, we can't take the orders because the only fair way to do it for our dealer network is to have them at the NEC. Absolutely. Right, let's go and see what's coming in 2025. Can we have a look? Okay. Yeah. Mash, we've got an insight here into what Adria are going to be doing for 2025. This is the Twin Supreme. So in future, you've got the Twin Max, which will be built on MAN, the Twin Supreme, which will be built on a Fiat, and the Twin Sport, which is also going to be on a Fiat. Uh, and what's going to be new in 2025? Well, these are some of the ideas that the design crew have come up with. So at the moment, you're seeing some uh, new graphics, uh, which is slightly um, different to what we've got at the moment. There's a two-tone look on the black. It's part. very smart, I have to it say. Is, it yeah. is very elegant. Just upgrading it a little bit. So those are the type of ideas the public now have an opportunity to say whether they like it or dislike it. Yeah, and interior layouts, three choices? Three choices across the all three of the twin model ranges. So it's SLB, yeah. the long beds, the SGX with the electric bed, yeah. and a 600 shorter one, the 600 SPB with a transverse bed at the rear. And that's going to be the case in all three model ranges? Yes. Brilliant, right. And also new then, right now, just to add to this actually, before we move on, these are not going to be at the NEC in October, are they? No, these are still concepts. So they're not signed off. Yeah. These aren't the finished articles in any way. What this is, is just an opportunity for people to have a look at what we're thinking next year will look like. Well, 25 this is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which for you is next year, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We're already looking beyond 24 and we haven't even finished 23 production yep. so yeah it's, it's, it's a long lead time it really is isn't it so new at the moment then we've got the active tell us a bit about that so active has been around for a few years in europe and we've joined it now with the new renault so renault updated their chassis this year yeah so it's important for us to come into the market with a brand new chassis mm -hmm. and therefore it won't change again until 2027 that's right yeah so it'll still it'll still look brand new mm -hmm. uh, for that amount of time and we know that Ford have changed their transit. So it is important that you have a, a chassis base that will stay relevant. And how many seatbelts has the Duo got? It's a four berth. Right, OK. Because the old one, this, was, this is a repeat of a historical model. I, mean, I remember selling these brand new years ago. And Europe carried on, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
So they were dropped in the UK, but that was a five-belted vehicle, wasn't it? Yeah, so what the, uh, with the Duo as it is uh, at present, it, it's got a very wide kitchen area. Uh, because you've got the duo doors, so two doors, yep. uh, the kitchen can't go across the second door, so it's compacted in so you can get access both sides, which yep. I think is really key for using it as a second vehicle. What that does, though, is it, it reduces the, the width of the vehicle inside, and we've decided to go for two seats. But the two seats are really quite wide, so it means that you could put two child seats in there, uh, which you can't do in a lot of cars. No. So it does give you the family feel. It's really easy to get into both sides if you have got children in the back in car seats as opposed to trying to grab over, yeah. over each other. There will be, in the future, a version with a full kitchen covering over the second door. It will still have the second door, which we can use as ventilation. And they're even thinking about having the kitchen on a swivel to come out okay. through that second door. But all that, again, is, is like this. It's concept ideas yep. that we're now going through with the design people. So it's really important that when you come to the races like Dusseldorf, we can see what the competition are doing and make yep. sure that what we've already planned hasn't already been done so that it doesn't look like we're just following everyone. Is that why you're not in an Adria shirt today? You're going around covert, spying. I am, I am a spy. <laughs> I, I wasn't allowed to say that. Because uh, that ruins the kind of spy element, doesn't it? Is the beard not real then? No, it's not. It's stick on. Uh, no, and uh, my name's not Mash. <laughs> so, tell us, Mash, we've got four active duos here on display, but only one of them is going to the UK, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, like I say, the active's been around for a couple of years in Europe, so they've developed different layouts which suits the different markets. Okay. Remember, we're in 30 markets around the world, and their, their needs and what they use them for are completely different. Yeah. So, when you're in a hotter country, you'll do less inside, whereas we need to have the capability of being inside in those nice days yeah. in Somerset when the rain's coming down. So, we have different elements to the vehicle if you look over there when we go over there you'll be able to see the the pop-up tent on the european has a dome at the front a little half circles and stuff ours is a, a, a full net mesh so you've got a lot more visibility up there yeah. and that's just an upgrade on what they're doing in europe but we thought that was really important yeah. very good and then of course we've also got the beautiful uh, supersonics on display anything new in those for this year no, I mean, we, they've been in development for quite a few years, so they've really been thought out. And it was, it was getting that, the elegance of the Mercedes and what we know about the style of uh, Mercedes and, and, and really matching it with what Adria can do. So if you see in there, there's some really nice elements in the, in the kitchen, in the seating area. Um, and that's exclusive to those ranges. So it's moved into the Coral and Matrix and the Mercedes-Benz. Yeah. So that's kind of setting it apart from the Coral and Matrix and the, the Sonic. That was Mash Vanstone, National Account Manager at Adria Concessionaires Limited. It's the Motorhome Matt podcast with me, Keith Gooden. And me, Motorhome Matt. It's brought to you with uh, thatleisureshop.com. We're talking Adria this week. What, by the way, is the significance of an MAN chassis? Well, MAN are fairly new into our market. We saw them last year uh, start to appear on Knaus Motorhomes. And I think the significance is that a really mainstream European brand like Adria, have adopted it as well. And the Adria Twin has almost been like the base vehicle of the van industry, the, the van conversion market, uh, and it's been copied by everyone. And so to introduce a new chassis manufacturer onto it, I think is a brave move by Adria. I think it's a fantastic move by Adria as well, uh, because it gives the consumer choice. So you now get a choice of layout, 
on the traditional Fiat Ducato. And you now get a choice of MAN chassis as well. And they're super to drive. So I think it's great to see new radiator badges starting to appear. The exciting bit and the challenging bit, I think for you as a listener, as someone who's perhaps interested in buying one, you can only buy one this year from the NEC show on the Adria stand. As Mash says, they really do have a limited number of chassis given to them by MEN, and they will be available to order for delivery next year at the NEC, nowhere else. At the NEC show, and we're going to give you some details about how you can get your tickets and a discount uh, on that a little bit later on. So they've got the MAN chassis. They're stopping on the Citroëns, but will build on a Ford. Yeah, so I was chatting to Slavica, who's the UK MD for Adria uh, UK, and uh, I asked her, do you have a a partnership with Ford in in the offing? Uh, And she said yes. So no detail at this point, but I think we will see Adria in the future on a Ford chassis as well. And no electric in the foreseeable. No, they're not doing any kind of exploratory that was confessed <laughs> to me anyway. It might be in secret. It might be in secret, yeah, and, and may well be. But at the moment, they're not exploring building on an EV platform. And, you know, I don't blame them because, you know, the vans that to build on are really limited. We're like the worst nightmare for an electric van. We want to go a long way and weigh a lot. You know, we want to take all our pants and socks and shoes uh, and we want to travel hundreds of miles. Now, that's a challenge for any electric van. We are seeing solutions in this EV world uh, which are starting to make things viable. And our good friend Paul Kirby, who we've interviewed before, the electric van man, is keeping his finger very much on that pulse. And I'm keeping in close contact with Paul. We will be keeping a close eye on what developments are coming. I think what's going to be interesting, the future we're going to see more radiator grill badges coming into our market MAN is great, I think very welcome. I think we're also going to see some new ones. I think we're going to see collaborations between big brands. There is talk of a Stellantis van. Stellantis Group own Fiat, Citroen and Peugeot. And they're talking about making a van that's branded Stellantis. Uh, And I think, of course, we know that the new VW van, the T7, I think it's going to be called, is a Ford Transit. So I think we're going to see as the van industry kind of morphs toward this big change and deadline of 2030 and and 2035, where all vehicles have to be zero emission, we're going to see new partnerships and new brands forming. It's the case of the large manufacturers, isn't it? Waiting for the small innovators, that invention that yeah. pushes the technology forward in a leap, uh, rather than you know waiting. And as you say, they might be doing some stuff in the background, but you've got that problem, haven't you? It's a large vehicle with a lot of weight. You've got to put a lot of batteries in it. They weigh a lot, and it's also got to have a good range the most difficult part of the industry to design for. It is, yeah. And I think it's really important we keep waving the flag for our industry, which I'm desperately trying to do. Uh, And I'm trying to ensure that we're engaging with some of these movers and shakers and decision makers that are influencing the world of electric vans. Because we are a big market. we We are billions of pounds of investment into motorhoming, caravanning as well. Uh, and I think we're going to see some innovation with caravan chassis. It was great to see Nice at the show with a caravan that you could run off an EV. Um, so with the V2L technology where you can plug your caravan into your car and power your caravan, microwave your soup off your EV car. Brilliant. So I think we're going to see lots of technology like this coming. Uh, so it's exciting time. Now, you mentioned that Adria have got this new motorhome, which they're unveiling at the NEC show. And we said uh, we'd give some details about how you could get some tickets. How do people go about it? And how do they get that all-important discount? Yeah, absolutely. Go to mcshow.com 
www.mattmatt.co.uk and use the code MMATT, that's M-M-A-T-T, save a few pounds off your ticket. Parking is included in the ticket price, that's always the question we get asked. Uh, it's a fantastic show here in Birmingham in the UK, so uh, yeah, make sure you get your tickets, mcshow.co.uk and use the code MMATT. And the whole team here are really looking forward to seeing you at the show. Uh, again, it was fantastic last year. Hopefully it's going to be as good. I've got a feeling it's going to be even better this year. Please do come along and see us on our stand. Say hi. Take a couple of selfies and bum me a fiver if you would. You, know, <laughs> you actually loved it, didn't this you? Is just, yes, I did. I did love it. It was fantastic. You had a great time. You made a lovely comment about the number of people that you met and everyone was positive. They were. Yeah, There's usually, no negative feedback. No, usually in broadcast and radio and journalism, you get people coming up saying, I heard you on such a... I didn't like you. You were rubbish or whatever. Not one of those people said that uh, uh, last year. But don't give them ideas, will you? No. No, <laughs> no but it might be different this year. There's a few more listeners. Yeah. <laughs> a bit more, bit more opinion out there. <laughs> it's the Motorhome Matt podcast. I'm Keith Gooden. And I'm Motorhome Matt. It's all brought to you with that, leisureshop.com. It's my favourite part of the programme, the Q&A, where you question matt and we try to catch him out but we haven't done it so far <laughs> hi matt this is simon from canic staffordshire in england a recent issue i've noticed on our insurance i have added my wife on as a second driver but she's not a confident uh, motorhome driver she's not driven it yet if something to happen especially in europe as we're off to europe shortly would she be made to drive the motorhome if I was incapacitated or would I be better taken her off the insurance and then she couldn't be made to drive the motorhome because if she won't drive it, she won't drive it. So then I would be stuck with getting the vehicle back myself as opposed to the insurance or the breakdown recovery. Is this something that they will adhere if you're on the insurance that you've got to drive it or is it left to yourself to see what conditions you've got to drive in and where you are and how far away you are. So, Matt, Mrs Simon, does she have to drive the motor home if uh, Simon uh, becomes incapacitated, cannot drive? It's all down to the uh, rescue service, isn't it, and the contract they have with them. Could, could the rescue service come along and say, well, you know, you've got a licence, you're a driver, you can drive it, we're not going to tow you anywhere, just drive it. Yeah, because you can. So, I mean... The question would be is if you took your wife off the insurance, could she be made to be to be put back on it? <laughs> I guess that's the question. I don't know the answer to that. Well, you can do it with a phone call, can't you? You can, yeah. I would suggest checking out with your breakdown recovery service first, whether that's through your insurer or through a breakdown recovery service. I would suspect if you've got nobody else to drive on your insurance policy, a breakdown recovery can't make you add someone your insurance company, maybe that's different, but I would be phoning them and asking them for their advice for this scenario. Remember, a breakdown service or insurance breakdown supplied service, their ability or willingness to transport you somewhere in the event that you are incapacitated is done entirely at their own discretion. So it's not necessarily guaranteed that that's a, a facility that they're going to offer you. So I'd also say to your wife, though, before you go, 
go and get some driver training. Go to the Motorhome Caravan Club uh, or some other provider. They do some fantastic driving courses where they can just give you confidence to drive the motorhome. Honestly, it's an easy thing to do. I know they look big, they look scary. They're not. You're set up high. You've got a fantastic view through a great big windscreen. You're looking a long way ahead. You're on holiday, so you're not in a rush. It can only get a bit complicated when you're going backwards. That's a skill that's really easily learned. So I would encourage you to go and get that driver training. It's not going to be expensive, and you never know. You might absolutely love it, and the freedom it could give you. You could leave Simon at home and go off without him. There's a thought. There you go, Simon and Mrs. Simon. Thanks very much for that. Catherine Schofield is in Hereford. Hi, Matt. We've been enjoying listening to your podcast and currently planning a long trip to Europe for the autumn in our motorhome. We've listened to your episode on travelling in France and just wanted to ask for clarification on the rules surrounding LPG refilling in Europe. Do we need our motorhome to be fitted out with a new gas system to house the refillable bottles to allow it to work with the adapters at filling stations? Or is it possible to just buy a removable refillable gas cylinder and use an adapter straight into the bottle itself? I know you mentioned this isn't allowed in Belgium, but wasn't sure about the other countries. We're trying to work out if there is any way to avoid a costly installation of a brand new system. Many thanks. Kate and Russ in Hereford. Brilliant. Thanks for the question, guys. Good question. So I would say that fitting a refillable point on the gas cage or the gas cupboard door or the side of the motorhome is going to make your life easier. It doesn't necessarily have to be expensive it's only a refill point so you could still use those bottles and get the refill piping and the refill point added to the motorhome it does depend what bottles you've got I would think Um, I would also talk to the bottle manufacturer or the supplier and see what they can offer you as well certainly that is going to be easier it was interesting I was recently challenged here in the UK on a motorway service station I was refilling a a gas bottle out of the van so on the tarmac and I got stopped doing it the guy in the garage wanted to know what I was doing he'd never seen anyone doing it before which I thought was interesting Um, and once I explained what I was doing and I explained it was safe he was fine and I was able to carry on but that was here in Britain so um, in France generally if you're refilling a bottle out of the van it's okay Uh, but I think refilling it through a filler point is going to be easier and you're far less likely to be stopped. Andrew Atkinson is in Barnsley. Hi, Matt. I was wondering if you may consider or have already done an episode on readying your motorhome for winter, specifically draining down the fresh water system and the heater. Our motorhome has an onboard thing that opens at low temperatures to automatically drain the system. But I found out recently that water in the clear spyglass inline filter and in the kitchen tap had frozen solid. This broke the filter plastic and actually pushed the end of the tap away from the main fitting thankfully no damage to any pipes that i've found yet any advice on how to prevent this and other potential issues would be most welcome says andy in barnsley of course when water freezes it expands and that's Mm. how it bursts pipes we will be doing a winterizing episode in the future andy but you can also find one in the past so i think episode three i think uh, we did cover Uh, getting your leisure vehicle ready for winter and there's a free guide you can download there so we'll check that that still works as far as i'm aware it still does so go and get that as well that will be very useful the thing you talk about is your truma frost valve i think once the motorhome gets to five degrees inside opens and drains the hot water boiler of all water meaning it doesn't crack 
but it will only drain some of the fresh water from the system. I would suggest you turn the pump on when you're getting it ready for winter, open all the taps to the middle position so you're draining hot and cold water uh, until there's no water coming out the system and then turn the pump off. But crucially, leave the taps open and leave them in the middle between the red and the blue. And this means any water left in them can expand out of the tap. Uh, There's no valve or tap closing that off. Um, The other thing to do on your spyglass is undo it take it off and any water there next to the pump can expand out of that hole that you just created there are some other tips that you can follow as well but stay tuned for the future episode and we'll be covering those in fact if you're wondering what you can do to prepare your motorhome or caravan for winter we'd love to know what your questions are ahead of us recording that episode so if you've got concerns or questions or even some top ideas then please do let us have them and we will try and include them in the podcast it might be 30 degrees today but winter draws on as they say it will come yeah they're talking about <laughs> they're talking about a really cold spell in a few weeks do you see that on the news i didn't know <laughs> some sort of arctic thing coming another thing <laughs> another thing an arctic one yeah. seems bizarre oh, well, today let's it? see what happens shall we Thanks, Andrew and Barnsley. Now, how can people get in touch and pose their questions to you, Matt? Very easily. You can go to mhmp.info forward slash askmatt. That's mhmp.info forward slash askmatt. That's motorhomemattpodcast.info forward slash askmatt. Get it? You see, it's not just thrown together. It's thought about. Yeah, and by the way, always tell us where you're from. It uh, helps us put that pin in the map and personalise it for you. You can always leave us a review at mhmp.info forward slash review. That's mhmp.info forward slash review. Brilliant. And we would love it if you would share the podcast with a friend as well. So if you think what we're going on about is useful, interesting or helpful to someone you know, then please do share it with them. We would love for them to hear from us as well and we can continue to grow the audience that are benefiting from our witterings. Thanks for listening to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Remember to check back here for more episodes full of hints and tips and helpful advice. We'll see you soon for another Motorhome Matt podcast brought to you with thatleisureshop.com.